0: This is the Talk of Music City Real Estate.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where
2: we educate and motivate all things real estate.
1: My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm
2: Carrie Ann with CMD Financial and my mortgage team.
1: Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value.
2: Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at thetalkmusiccity.com.
1: Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com.
2: Well, Monty, we are back for another show, another carry, episode.
1: Carrie can you imagine this to all of our real estate friends out there? Can you imagine this? I get a notice recently, or a, not a summons, but a, a, a <laughs> um, no, notice from uh, another, another attorney that I'm being sued. Or threatened to be sued because the house that I sold, I claimed it was a two-car garage. And the people that bought it, my listing, uh-huh. claimed they couldn't get their van in the garage. So it couldn't have been a two-car garage. And now they're suing me and the seller. What? How? That's what I said. What? Who's going to? And you know what? That was shocking to me. And I know it shouldn't be after this long in business. But I was so shocked. I, I said to my attorney at the time, I said, well, what? What? Crazy attorney in their right mind would even take on such a silly, just such a silly opportunity to. I mean, it's it's not going to go anywhere.
2: But don't we sprinkle a little common sense? Like I drive, you know, um, a large Denali, which, and then we have another truck. I know those two cars will not fit in a one stall two car garage, right? So, so did they know that their cars aren't going to fit? We're did gonna, we not measure that? We're going to get to? into
1: this topic, but here's what I found <laughs> out. Here's what I found out, and every realtor out there listing should has to know this. When I asked the question, who in the world would take on that kind of an opportunity or that kind of a lawsuit, the attorney said, a lot of attorneys because you look like a pile of money. Because of your you know, insurance, you look like a pile of money. That's crazy. You know, insurance money, companies, money, money, money. Don't, they don't want to fight a lawsuit. They want to settle it. So we're going to get into that once we, after we talk about our amazing sponsors.
2: Yes, thank you so much, Music City Removal. They are the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you
1: covered. The Music City Removal Team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate go to musiccityremoval.com that's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute. Clutter ain't cute. So No,
2: nor is that lawsuit that you're about to get into. <laughs> know,
1: but so, that is crazy. Oh, you know, sometimes sometimes humanity if they just would use their powers for good, you know, it'd be such a different world. I mean, why who, who even thinks like that? But before we get get go far, too far down that rabbit hole, I do want to encourage all of our real estate friends to to listen into this uh Podcast because yes. there's going to be some important information that you want to know, and part of that is shared experiences so that you can be aware of that. And I've asked our amazing, incredibly wonderful, uh, she is wonderful, awesome, other blonde in my life, <laughs> our or third you've blonde got, in my got life. You've got <laughs> multiple, multiple blondes in your life, don't, don't you? And that's Chrissy Almondson. Chrissy, are you out there?
0: I am. Thanks for having me
1: on. Well, thank you for for uh, coming on, Chrissy. I know that you're have even in your short time in, in real estate, you have an experience uh, on uh, this whole topic of why do you want to have, you insurance and what kind of things can happen. You know, Carrie Ann and, and Chrissy, I've been in this thing for a long time. And I tell every realtor mm-hmm. that it's really just about numbers. Okay. I mean, granted, it, it also hinges on how good you are with the details and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. But it really, if you sell enough real estate, then something's going to happen where somebody doesn't like it, and guess who they're going to come after? They're going to come after it. A lot of times, everybody's standing. Okay, that's kind of the theory. Is like, okay, let's go after everybody's standing. And and I was in this case uh, one of one of the cases I, that come to mind right now. Uh, years ago, was a, a house I sold over in Murfreesboro. I remember it, it was Kicking Bear Court, a stucco home. I don't know if I should mention the address or not, but anyway, it was on it was a it was a a, a drive at home. Okay. And I'm not against Drive It Homes, but my client asked me, so what do you think about Drive It? And I said, Well, it's a synthetic stucco and it's it's nothing wrong with it as long as it's been it's all comes down to the application, if it's been applied properly. And several years ago, I don't know if you know what drive it is, Gary Ann, it's kind of a cement material over styrofoam is basically what it okay. is. Okay. And years ago they actually had was a requirement, mandated requirement that all, all these types of homes, the at grade level it had to be cut up to like 10 inches or a foot, something like that. So, mm-hmm. so it gave a visible, uh, you could see if any termites were going up okay. and down. Okay? okay. That was the purpose of it. Cause down into the ground, you couldn't see that and sure. there were some problems. And that was most of the problems with the drive. It was, uh, was moisture issues. So anyhow, we walked around this house in Murfreesboro on the golf course. And, and, uh, he asked me about this and I said, it's all about the application. And, and fortunately for us, the, f- the current owners at the time had just put $6,000 in sealing the windows, sealing the doors, cutting up the bottom of it, making sure everything was tight. Yeah. Okay. There was no, no issues with the property. And so I said, you know, it, it, if it's, it has its look, a lot of people like that look. And as long as you're maintaining it sealed, there's no moisture getting in anywhere. Then I don't see a problem with it. So anyway, they bought the house and about two months into ownership, The uh, upstairs in the game room refrigerator had given up the ghost, and so he and had had gotten water all over the all over the carpet. So they pulled the carpet back from the outside, pulled it to the inside. Okay, grabbed that that outside uh, connection to the carpet and pulled it back. So when he did that, he noticed on the tack strip that there were it looked like termites had eaten the inside of the tack strip. He thought, Hmm. well, how can that be on the second floor? That's not possible, surely. Anyhow, long story short, with a little investigation, found out that the whole front of that home had been eaten out. Okay? Oh, crazy. All the tuberforce had been just chowed down on. it. it's amazing what termites can do when they do get into one like that. And <clears throat> what had happened, even though the people had – now keep in mind, again, my real estate friends, the termite company was not named in the lawsuit – the termite company who did the inspection, I'm not down on termite companies whatsoever, but if you'll look at a report, this is real life. If you look at a report, you'll see multiple uh, you know, areas where they couldn't look. It could be a box in the garage or whatever, okay? it's All kinds of uh, hold harmlessness in there. And that's because it's a visual inspection. I get that. Sure. Okay, but if, if they're not taking responsibility of the outcome of that termite report, why would the realtor have to? Right. Why? Because... We're one of the people standing around and we have, you know, insurance mm-hmm. and why? Because, because we have to have that, but in, you know, insurance, they don't want to fight that. They want to settle. So anyway, they, uh, I ended up having to go in that, in that experience. I had to sit through a nine hour deposition,
2: nine hours. Wow.
1: Carrie, I wanted to cry afterwards. I yeah. mean, I felt, I felt like, you know what a tomato worm looks like? Big old juicy green tomato worm. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, imagining. Okay. You, you're not a gardener, are you? I,
2: no.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, Connie and I are gardeners, so that was probably not a good example, maybe. But can you imagine a worm, just a regular worm? Sure. Okay? I got that. You're I a fisherwoman. I put it on okay, a Okay. You're yeah, a fisherwoman. Let's go with a regular a worm. Okay? <laughs> and you've you're got about three or four chickens coming after you? Sure. Can you imagine what that's like? Okay. Well, that's what I felt like after those three attorneys were pecking on me. And I felt like I wanted to cry after that nine-hour deposition, and all because they were trying to find fault in the fact that I had represented my buyer, and my buyer was suing me, my buyer was suing the seller, and and, um, and everybody standing. And he, and, and he sued the, the uh, inspector, but the inspector in that case didn't bother to show up because he had let his, you know, insurance expire. Mm. So interesting. Uh, I could go down that road for a little ways, but I won't. <laughs> I guess he's still out there inspecting homes. God bless him. But anyway... Um, so the point of the story is this, guys. It's really, really, really important to understand your any insurance serves a purpose. But it's really also what, what that nine-hour deposition taught me was everything you do with your real estate transactions, mm-hmm. you've got to be mentally prepared as though you were, were shouting it from the housetops, okay? Right. That the whole world knew everything about that transaction from every line that you filled out. Because you're ultimately responsible for that, and uh, and that was exhausting. Anyway, so so Chrissy, tell us what's going on. Where you know you had started to share recently with me an experience that you are either in now or have experienced in the past. What's what's your What's your experience with Ian, the need of be in no insurance? Well.
0: I will say uh, I started in real estate back in 2008 and it took me five years before I took the plunge into being an active licensee and going out there and representing buyers and sellers and writing contracts because I was absolutely terrified of somebody coming after me. I didn't want nine chickens pecking at me, you know? (laughs) Uh, So five years it took me of doing contracts and transaction coordination and you know, being in the industry long enough to feel confident that I wouldn't be, you know, one of these these stories. And I've been lucky enough that really I haven't had a lot of incident. Uh, being a, a transaction coordinator and a, a broker's assistant, you know, I've I've gotten really good at the details. And even when I thought that I was as good as I could be, and there was nothing, and I, you know, there was nothing that could come back, I have this crazy incident that is going on now. So um, I will let this kind of be a, a warning that these really unusual things can still happen. So uh, what what happened was I was representing a buyer that was purchasing two lots together, um, and that was indicated on the purchase contract. Um, what had kind of come up in conversation was that in the state where I was selling this, the county was actually approaching people and asking, to can we purchase part of your lot or the additional lot or whatever the case is so that we can ensure that the building isn't overtaking the environment and that 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 lot won't be built on. So it would still be owned by you, but for all technical purposes, you really couldn't change it and you had to preserve its environmental status Mm -hmm. because of the deal you made with the county. Sure. Which is great, but My specific buyers, they wanted to purchase these two lots. They wanted to have the opportunity to build on that back lot. So they didn't want to take this offer from the county. And it was not required. So it was they just didn't want the money that the county was offering. Sure, yeah. So we go about all the way. It makes sense. You know, it's it's an option. But if you want to build, you just, I don't need the money. I want the option. So uh, we get all the way to closing. We've closed successfully. Everybody is happy. A year goes by. And I get a call that says that there's an investigation with our Department of Professional Regulation because, turns out, that seller, even though they said there was nothing hindering that closing, took the county offer and sold that lot while they were under contract with my buyer. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. So my... (laughs) My buyers closed on this deal with we purchased this double lot when really one of them had been sold out from under them during the course of it, right. which obviously the seller wasn't wasn't legally able to do. But the the big unique kind of crazy thing that happened here is that the department came to me, not that the seller you know had this wrongdoing and the department was investigating them. The department came to me because in the property description there were these auto populated lot numbers. And it populated from the tax record, but all these other lot numbers didn't apply. We were only addressing these two, so there was a strike through on these lot numbers, and there was no initial next to the strike through. wasn't part of the contract terms. It wasn't even applicable lot numbers. Mm-hmm. It was a strike through. So what they were doing was coming to me saying because there were no initials next to the strike through, this wasn't a valid contract. So their seller had all the right in the world to sell that to the county because we didn't actually have a valid contract.
1: Wow. All because of an initial?
0: So, all because of an initial nexus strike through that had nothing to do with the contract. And what really blew my mind was that they weren't going after the seller for something that was very clearly ethically wrong. They were coming after me for missing initials on one line item that wasn't even relevant. And I thought I crossed all my T's and dotted on so well. And that's that's the case that's pending now, and I've spent hours on the phone explaining who sent what, when, and how this came to be. And Mm. it's crazy that they're not actually going after the sellers, that they're coming after me for one initial.
2: (laughs) So explain to the average Joe out there, and maybe I'm just the one that's clueless. So your ENO insurance will cover the cost of attorney fees, or what does that do?
0: Yeah. So what what does it do to protect my ENO? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my EO insurance is they, if, if this were to progress beyond this investigation, they would consider this an error on my part professionally for not obtaining initials, and then they would, they would cover that. So uh, thank goodness, I always have ENO insurance. I've always been very compliant for that, but I really never thought I would need it, and then this is just kind of one of those unique things.
2: And is this an option? Not every real estate agent has it, or is it a requirement?
1: It's a requirement to have, you okay. know, insurance, but, it, but one thing I do want to plug here for the, the whole, uh, requirement and, and, thought process is because typically the local real estate professional just gets the minimum, which is, I think, $100,000. Uh-huh. We at this office highly recommend, highly recommend that you get a million dollar coverage. It doesn't cost that much more. I sure, mean, we're talking yeah. about a few hundred dollars a year. You know, it's. I think it's a couple hundred dollars um, a year, every two years for a hundred thousand, and it's only maybe maybe twice that for a million dollars. Because when you start, you know, uh, our our friend Jim Payne is not here right now. We we laughed at him, not laughed, not not in a funny way, because my heart went out to him because he had a couple of situations in a row. Oh, and I think he's the one that brought it brought it to our our attention that look. It really doesn't take long to, in Williamson County, especially around Green Hills. He had a situation around Green Hills that it can eat up a million dollars in coverage really, real quick. Mm-hmm. So we we highly recommend that you get that million-dollar coverage just as a side note here, guys. And I don't have a dog in the fight. Get whatever you need to. I'm just saying from experience, if you're in the business long enough, as I mentioned earlier, it's about numbers, numbers of transactions. And somewhere, I mean, Chrissy, this is such a relevant such irrelevant uh experience that you're sharing here because how many of us are guilty of missing one little thing and you don't think it's a big deal because everybody's happy, everybody's moving forward, it's not, sure, not going to yeah. matter. It's going to be closed in a few weeks and wow. how can that come back and bite you? Wow, to think – and here's the other part. This is the part that's hard for me to wrap my brain around, Chrissy, and that is you are a thousand times more detailed than I am as an example. Um, and you know, if that caught you, then and, and our, then again, please attention, please listen our, our, to our real estate friends here. Please listen, mm-hmm. how important that one little initial that now can literally cost you. I mean, that, that example I gave you earlier, uh, that still cost even though my even though my uh, uh, deductible is only thousand dollars, it still cost me several thousand dollars. And the reason for that, in my case, was I had actually, as a courtesy to my buyers, I had signed off on the documents. Now, that was years ago when that happened. You sure. don't do that now because my you know, insurance company said, we'll cover you this time. But if you ever sign for a buyer again, you will not have a, you know, insurance oh. on that transaction. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. I was trying to be nice to my buyers, and yet they, they're the ones that turned around and sued me and, and the seller so um uh, man that's you know that scares me christy i didn't know the details of this thing when I think about one initial opening the door and that's the hard part that to try to wrap your brain around is they don't even go after the some of the other parties sometimes they go after the easiest money the easiest money is we real estate professionals mm, you know
2: yeah that's that's definitely scary with you know the common sense I guess gets thrown out the window because Clearly, the seller knew he was selling it to two parties. Yes, right. Clearly, how could he not
1: be named in that lawsuit? Yeah,
2: and but then to think that she's in trouble because they're going to hold it all on a on an initial. initial. That's just insane. I know. And then you know, on your side too, um, I can see where he's upset, so he's going to just you know go after anything and everything that's Mm -hmm. breathing at that point. Mm -hmm. But that is just crazy too. And then the flip side to me. I just wouldn't know. I would be more scared to sue because I would think it would cost me more money in the long run. I've tried to sue a few times, and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm out. I'm out." Well, you need you to know? be suing
1: realtors, I guess. I mean, because
2: I was, do, you know. But I mean, there's Not a that you'd lot. Never of things, do that. No, and I would, I would never do that. But you know possibly the house we're living in has a lot of chaos and I assumed one and it turned out to be another I didn't even know that I could possibly yeah. you know through yeah. that so you do have you know we're in the business of, like you said it's a power of numbers mm-hmm. we're talking to so many different families um, unless we give them all personality tests to know exactly what you know we're dealing with there it would be very hard yeah. to know you know well, that this individual that is smiling and rah-rah and it's yeah. all Everybody's good excited yeah think, think, and, and it flips.
1: And, and to go back to that original example that I Gave on the beginning of our show where I was, you know, threatened to being sued for a um, a, a garage that was two car garage had yeah. a two car garage door, but they couldn't get their van in the door. Okay, here here's a little bit of backstory on that. My clients were nice enough to let those folks move into the house a week early. Now, in my experience, I've only sold a few thousand homes, so I don't I'm not saying it across the board, but in my experience, if there's a question, if Wade's wondering if his boat will fit in the garage, what are we going to do? Yeah, you know, we always we're, check. We're going to measure it, mm-hmm. okay? Or we're going to at least step it off, okay? I mm-hmm. know how. I mean, how we're going to st- step it off? Um, nothing was, you know, said like that until after the fact, and and then and then we had to we had a choice of either being sued. We, we in mediation was how far it went, and I was saying to the mediator, who's a pretty well-known um, individual around town, I said, "Look, if this lawsuit goes through." Because I claimed it was a two-car garage, and it wasn't, and they weren't able to get their van on both sides of that garage. What the deal was? The backstory is that it had a, it was one of those garages that had some stairways, stairway going into yeah. it. Okay, from the inside of the house, sure, and that does cut one bay a little bit. Okay, but it was still tip, you know, pretty typical. And the other side was a full, you know, full size, but I didn't. I referred to it as a two-car garage. Well, my argument to the media, uh, mediation uh, uh, committee there was, look, if 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 this is if this is a one in court, then what does it look like for the person who sold a home to somebody and then found out afterwards that their their dining room table didn't fit or their master bedroom uh, didn't fit or all right. these other things because there's never been really a clear precedent. Well, what is a two car? What equals a two car garage? You know, in my world, it, it you know it's a two-car garage door. You know, now though, I now it's amazing what a nine-hour deposition will do for you. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't go through nine-hour on that one; it was on the other one. But uh, just that kind of a, of a challenge, you know, to have to walk through to be threatened on something like this. Well, I bought a house with a four-car garage. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: And the fourth car garage only fits my Christmas trace. And it's not even a full car garage. Like you can't get a full car. It might get Aubrey's well, car in now there.
1: You, now you have, now you know, what
2: are you trying to tell me? But uh, that's,
1: that's 16 trees you have right that's,
2: Right. That's but it doesn't fit a full car, but it was marketed <laughs> to a four car garage. You know what I'm saying? It's only a yep. half a, it's yep. for maybe a lawnmower or something like that. So you're right. You know, but there is an assumption that many of us start to purchase these vehicles that are larger, mm-hmm. right? When these mm-hmm. garages were built, and I always laugh because the the car garages that are the separate unit ones, mm-hmm. I would much rather have the one door right. with the two car. In my mind, I can at least get my car
1: in, right? right, right. But when
2: you give the the single doors, mm-hmm. you know, and then they have a little mm-hmm. gap and say. There's nothing's getting in there, no, in my it's opinion. For,
1: it's for bikes and stuff.
2: Yeah. Right. But, but you, but you already know that looking at it, right, you know, right, right. I mean, you would have to, I mean, who do I sue because I can't get my cell phone to work in my house? Where does that, <laughs> where does that come into play? Like, as I can't, who, who knew that you should probably test that you can call and oh, talk to somebody we always in your do that, phone. For sure. I, always I didn't, I, I didn't, that. yeah, that's a good <laughs> recommendation. out in the
1: country, especially out in the country. Now you yeah. don't really live out in the country, but a lot of times we show properties, you know, years ago I used to, when there was a lot of well water, we'd taste the water. You know, to see if it is it tolerable or not. and But we always, if we're out in the, out in the country, we always always check to see what kind of service we have. Hmm. But, but um, you know, part of the the challenge of that last one was um, after, you know, so we were presented with, okay, we don't go to court if the seller will buy the home back. Which put me in a situation me I had to sell it for free then to him because I'd already gotten paid on the first time. And so um, we did that. And then about two months later, we found out that that we were the second time, second um, prey that these people Mm -hmm. had done this to, okay? So there's those kind of people out there. That's just heartbreaking. But anyhow, the the purpose of the show is to remind everybody, look, guys, we look like a pile of money as far as many attorneys are concerned out there. And something as innocent as a – absolutely innocent as a missed initial – can open the door for now you know a a real challenge you know i mean there's there's plenty of other examples we could give you know um i've heard one recently where a seller had gone into an attic and, and um uh, created a room where there wasn't supposed to be a room mm-hmm uh, that's going to be an interesting one to see what happens there. Um, that For was like her, a
2: bedroom or their Christmas trees?
1: No, we're talking about a bedroom, you know, and oh. cut, cut out a lot of um, uh, important members of the attic, I guess. I don't know the details of it. I just have heard it secondhand. But anyway, um, everybody be, be cautious out there. Be, yeah. be careful what you're. Um, K- Chrissy, anything else on that uh, topic?
0: No, I mean I think that's a a lot of good advice. Um, I guess the the one takeaway I have from from my experience was this thing came like a year after our closing. So uh, even when yeah. you think that you might be good, I just say keep good records, keep good details, and just stay on top. And like you said, be able to stand by what you did in that transaction and scream it from the rooftops. You know, and and you should be good.
1: <laughs> and keep your uh, you know insurance uh, paid up.
0: Yeah, and I think
2: you made a good point. Though yeah. we might possibly don't think we're ever going to use it, which I don't need it for my industry. But you know, you don't think you're ever going to need it, and because we're talking about it today, you are going to need it so, uh, because yeah. something is going to happen. And so, making sure that you have enough. You know, I'm a big believer, and a lot of the insurance agents want to make sure we're all protected for that rainy day. And um, you know, usually if something's going to happen, it's not going to be small. It's usually going to be very large. Um, so, getting a larger um, amount of coverage. Is really important. So just coming out every week to provide some new value ads for you real estate agents out there. Today was all things, you know, insurance. We're just so appreciative of you coming out and listening to us every week. We will see you again next week. The talk of Music City Real Estate.